0: It's time for Yes, I Can Living. Entrepreneurial women all have one thing in common. We want to consistently improve our lives to be the best it can be. I'm your host, Kathy Alessandra, and I'll be interviewing inspiring women who think outside the box, color outside the lines, and live beyond the limits of their fears. They're living all in and playing full out, creating their best life and embodying Yes, I Can Living. Living. I Can Coach, and I am back with another episode of Yes, I Can Living. I am so excited to be bringing this podcast to you in hopes of inspiring you to live your life full out and play full out as well, right? Work hard, play hard, and enjoy life uh, and really live that best life for you. So today we have a very special guest, Sherry Burke. With over 30 years of experience in large companies and small, Sherry Burke navigated mergers, acquisitions, and bankruptcy recovery. She's a former certified public accountant who spent most of her time in the private sector. At one point, she had oversight of over $1.4 billion corporate budget, yet in her personal life, she was on the brink of financial ruin. In the mid-90s, during an economic recession, she lost her job. With $140,000 in credit card debt and personal debt, the bank was about to take her home. Sherry was racked with shame and guilt. But Sherry is not a quitter. Definitely not. She fought back from bankruptcy and eventually put away seven figures. She created the Reinvention Playbook after her experiences in recovering from loss and massive debt. Today, Sherry supports professional women who are feeling stuck and uncertain about their next life move to reinvent their finances and their vision of freedom so they can find satisfaction and fulfillment they are seeking in this next great chapter. Based in Southern California, Sherry shares with candor and vulnerability her journey from zero to a million dollar investment portfolio, providing hope for women who are stuck or struggling with grief, divorce, financial setbacks so Sherry welcome to the show today I'm excited to have you oh and I'm so excited to be here I've been looking
1: forward to this
0: yes me too I'm glad we all making it made it work you know it's actually the perfect conversation to start off this new year because you know we've been in the pandemic we have experienced financial woes and concerns and um, many have lost their jobs uh, many probably, you know, like you said that you had come back from uh, personal debt and credit card debt, and I'm sure people are racking that up. And so it's really a great time for us to have that conversation and dive a little bit into that, um, as well a little bit into you, um, to really support women, because it's so important. They really take stock of their finances and um, and make it an important piece, right?
1: Absolutely. It's where sometimes we feel we hadn't been skilled in doing that. And yet that's to our detriment. We need to overcome that concern and make the moves that we need to make in order to take care of ourselves and our families.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Empowering ourselves with it. I mean, it's such a, it's a tough conversation. Nobody likes to talk about the money. But oh, no. money, right? Oh, no. It's one
1: of the least desired topics to talk about. Yes, yes it is. Especially with <laughs> true vulnerabilities. So I understand <laughs> totally, that.
0: Right. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more just to, to so our listeners get to know you a little bit more. Um, so I've shared a little bit of your story in the introduction, but tell me a little bit about why and how you began this part of the business. You know, you came out of corporate and let's talk a little bit about that.
1: Well, I was really looking around to see how I could give back. I've always been passionate about supporting women in becoming the very best that they could be. And I've learned so many lessons along the way. Uh, some of them as a result of formal training in college or in work environments, some of it through trial and error and <laughs> scraped knees, that I really wanted to support other women in with that knowledge mm-hmm. before, and save them from having to make some of the mistakes that I did.
0: Right. Love that. Okay. Awesome. So let's talk about, I mean, you talk about, I mean, I typically ask people about their their biggest challenge and how they overcame it. And you talk about, you know, being in, you know, $140,000 in debt, no job. So let's talk a little bit. Let's explore a little bit about that, because I do think there's probably people feeling that particularly right now, um, you know, that concern of, you know, having to well losing it all or or whatever that is. so let's talk a little bit about that with you and and how you overcame that.
1: well some of it was i started off like probably so many people that oh it's just a passing phase. it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. and what i didn't do was make adjustments in my spending and some aspects of my lifestyle fast enough. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, you know, I'll find another job. Uh, I'll be able to work my way out of it. But when I started to borrow from my 401k, borrow against my life insurance, and finally I was making house payments on my credit cards, it became obvious I really, really had to make some changes. Mm -hmm. And some of that was also, I didn't do that important pre-planning, having a bit of money set aside for an emergency. There are statistics that say most families could not incur a uh, car repair over about five hundred dollars without putting it on a credit card Mm -hmm. that they have no emergency fund set aside Mm -hmm. so and some of that says you have to make the trade-off between fulfilling what you want to have right now right now with okay can we compromise and wait a little bit and put some money aside. So we have that cushion. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. I mean, I think there's, you know, we, we, we're kind of in a where we are, we're in a society up until the pandemic hit where it's instant gratification. Oh, there's a lot of instant gratification, myself included. Yes. I'm not saying anything that I, oh. that I haven't experienced myself. Right. <laughs> you know, and um and we need to be looking at that. I love that. How you said, you know, you didn't make a shift quick enough. You know, when you saw things that you lost the job and you didn't make a shift quick enough in your lifestyle, um, you know, and things that were going on until it was almost, you know, too late and the Mm -hmm. debt had racked up, you know, and I think that's, you know, here we are almost a year in to this (sighs) pandemic. (laughs) Oh my God, who would have ever thought that we would do that? Right? Who knew? Um, You mentioned that, you know, I think that the standard used to be if you had three months worth of, you know, expenses that you were okay, which clearly that's not the case, you know, we realize that. Um, But what can people do, you know, right now in this time, you know, looking at our finances, I mean, being that we're kind of, some people may be starting from negative, or, you know, what can we do? What can we look at? What should we be doing right now to kind of, you know, look at those numbers? Well, I think some of that is to be realistic
1: Mm -hmm. and look at what is what do you need to be spending? Mm-hmm. And especially at this time of year, approaching the holidays, we want to lavish uh, you know, things on our family, on ourselves. And maybe where in the past, two or three or four things under the tree were Uh, what was expected, it it may start with that conversation with the entire household that it's time to adjust our expectations of what's possible. Mm -hmm. It's time to consider that uh, rather than eating out or ordering out that we start to do more meal planning as a family to create fun in a different way while we're
0: also reducing our spending mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I think it's important to kind of restock those <laughs> accounts those savings for those of us who've had to dip into savings or yes. you know, that kind of thing as we're going through this and and while you know we're recording this during the during the holiday season and I love that I mean this is going to be airing you our listeners are hearing this in January. But, you know, that's a a good point is this fact that, um, you know, having that, helping that conversation, you know, with, I I worked on my budget last night or this past weekend, actually, I spent the whole weekend looking deeply at the numbers and figuring out what I should cut, what I was willing to cut and what, you know, what I was willing to adjust so that I could have, continue having a lifestyle in some other areas that I was wanting to do. And I think there's some empowering abilities in that if you really can get a hold of the monies. you know the the money story the money story you know i think you know there's there's a lot to be said about our money stories would you oh, there there is certainly our
1: money stories and most all of us our money stories started when we were growing up mm-hmm. and many of us never received any real formal training whether it was from our parents or a course in school until maybe we were either in college or a special church program even. And we watched the behavior of our parents and depending upon how they grew up or what their uh, life situation was, it could be a story of scarcity or abundance Mm -hmm. or abandon, who cares, Right right. tomorrow. (laughs)
0: right? Yeah, I think you refer to them as money monsters. Am I right? Uh, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: those little things that lurk in the dark and jump out when you least expect them. Uh-huh. That, that are the things that keep us prisoner of our old thinking that we don't always realize how at those crafty little money monsters are just nagging at us that oh, there'll never be money, Um, oh, we can't possibly do this, or even on the other hand, oh, tomorrow's another day, we can do this now, and it's no problem, Mm -hmm. when reality is probably somewhere midstream. We aren't even aware that we're thinking that way sometimes until we make an intention to catch ourselves and the thinking that we have so we can recraft it to our benefit, especially in times like this.
0: Yeah, especially. You know, that's a good point. You know, I think um you know you, you talked, you referred previously too about you know having the conversations and how it goes back and then we start questioning ourselves and it can go back to your childhood, right? How you were raised or what what the values and the priorities on money were. Mm -hmm. And I think we can take so much of that forward. You know, I'm just thinking about conversations that I've had with my ex-husband or conversations that I've had with my boyfriend or my kids and the triggers that can come up, you know, those monsters as you referred to them that can come up as you're having Mm -hmm. those conversations with somebody because money is such a difficult subject. Uh, for most people to talk about, and so is you know, is there a tip or two that you would have for for families or for a woman entrepreneur, you know, single or not, to um, you know, to to get over that and not feel quite so stuck and afraid? Well, I think it it starts with the
1: willingness to have the conversation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I recommend not having it when there's already a a sense of uh, frustration or anger going on. Many times uh, we pick the wrong time. Mm -hmm. Certainly if we're hungry uh, or angry or it's late at night, might not be the best time Mm -hmm. to start a conversation about money. And yet other times one can say, well, there's never a good time. You have to start somewhere. Mm It could be making an an agreement to make an appointment on uh, maybe the weekend or something to sit down and have a clear-headed conversation Mm -hmm. about the household budget or decisions that have to be made. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I mean, like I said, I had spent this past weekend really digging into everything and I don't have anybody else I need to you know, approve things with now, Mm -hmm. you know, as a single woman, but, but, um, but having that space, right, having that space to really look at it, it's not, it wasn't something where I was in a hurry. It was, it was coming from a place of empowerment, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I do look at my business um, finances monthly and, um, you know, looking for, see things are going, but it gives us an opportunity to make that, um, those decisions. And I think even more so, having it with our significant other or family members to be able to um i love the idea and the suggestion that making an appointment to do it so that everybody's kind of prepared you know and that uh-huh. leaving that that judgment and the um the frustration as much as you can behind i don't know that going through your budget and then having that conversation is you're in this ah, right place is right. The right time to do it right definitely
1: yeah. it it does take space and um in the days that i was uh, working in corporate and overseeing budgets whenever that first budget would come in and we'd usually set parameters of what could be spent and what couldn't but that first view of that budget was always one of those moments that i call up my throw up moment because the number that I saw was so outrageous yeah. that I had to you know take a step back and you know a few deep breaths walk around a little bit come back and then start a look into it mm-hmm. and so many times there may have been things that had been just the basics not added up correctly uh, maybe things were double counted mm-hmm. or the wrong amounts were put in mm-hmm. so it it's a process mm-hmm. and it's it's not a once and done kind of thing definitely but yeah, and as you say, you do it monthly, which is so healthy. Mm-hmm. And if you have a sense in our businesses of what those recurring expenses are, that we can anticipate what we need to be dealing with. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we can choose far enough in advance, is this something that I I need to spend I choose to spend that serves me Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. to
1: be spending
0: Um, so your reinvention playbook does it actually go into pieces of this that you're talking about tell me a little bit about the reinvention playbook well the reinvention playbook is a process
1: and it applies really to realistically looking at where you are right now, as well as where you want to go, and then the path to get there. Mm-hmm. These are the kinds of conversations that in my one-on-one uh, discussions with clients that we dig deep into. Mm-hmm. So it's more in the one-on-one work than specifically in the playbook.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay. So let me ask you, let's go back a little bit to, you know, having your business and how that's grown and, and what would be something that um, you wish you knew when you'd started? I mean, you know, now that you've been in business and you've been doing this for a while um, and helping others, what is this something that you would tell your younger self, your current self would tell your younger self, um, you know, about starting a business? Well, I think that what I tell my younger self is to
1: be realistic that it will take time Mm -hmm. and that it's anywhere from three to five years that you have to be prepared to do heavy lifting Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that in the process, you need to get clear on who you want to serve, who your ideal client is. Mm -hmm. And to really, in many respects, in that regard, to listen to your intuition.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That I, I know I have had people have said, oh, no, no, you really want to focus over here. And this is how you want to uh, address them and find them in that. And at the same time, it didn't necessarily ring true.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, now, of course, there's the balance with stepping outside your comfort zone because in business you are always it's been my experience stepping outside your comfort zone you're learning new things you're uh, approaching new projects you're meeting new people and maybe you're comfortable with that but i have to say i haven't always been
0: Well, I think, you know, I don't know that everybody's always comfortable, here's the thing about being comfortable, right? You're not growing. (laughs) I mean, that's the bottom line in my mind. If if you are comfortable, then you have chosen, and that's okay too, to be in a place of, um, you know, consistency, consistency or stability or, you know, not stuckness, but I mean, it's, you've made that choice, right? And I think some of us over the last pandemic, some people did make that choice to stay comfortable where they were at and just kind of let things Mm -hmm. go. When we get uncomfortable, that's where the growth happens, right? I mean, we can't, I don't know about you, but I've never, I've never taken a step towards growth and been comfortable with it. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. And it's worth it. It's always worth it, right? Or usually worth it.
1: (laughs) Well, the lessons that you learn are valuable in whether it's like, "Mm, I don't think I'll do that again, or it's the. Oh yes, this is exactly how I wanted things to turn out. It's how I pictured it, mm-hmm. and love it. Yeah, I love that. Awesome.
0: So let me um, let me ask you, how do you define success?
1: I I define success as much as anything when I see someone I work with achieve the result they wanted.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. that what they were looking to do and they're so excited about it for me that's success
0: yeah I love that I love that so okay so if people are listening and they're like all right yeah I really do need to get my money in order I really do need to figure out some things I need to you know I think it particularly, I mean, I think you'd, you'd even said somebody who has gone through, you know, a bankruptcy or a divorce or is faced, I mean, even the challenges of what we've experienced over this last year, right? Mm-hmm. And trying to come back from all of that and and working with you and uh, and going through the, you know, the reinvention playbook with you. Where would somebody find you? How would they connect with you? Well, they can find me on my website, the reinvention
1: playbook, dot com. There's a a way to contact me and I have a free gift for uh, your viewers as well. That is, uh, I think uh, I'll make certain you have that information and it's available on my website. There's also the ability to book a call with me on my website.
0: Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you. You know, I think it's important for people to understand that um, no, no matter what they've experienced, you know, whether it's in regards to the pandemic and losing a job or losing clients or whatever, that hope is not lost, that there is a way to reinvent, that we can take control of our finances and we can make some minor adjustments and sometimes some major ones, and we will get through. I mean, you are a glowing uh, a glowing example of that, you know, coming back from debt into that and, and into a million dollar portfolio. And it's absolutely possible. You've been there and done that, right?
1: It is. It absolutely is. And in a at Deepak Chopra and Oprah free meditation series, not that long ago, they had said that hope, with anything hope is possible, Mm -hmm. but for hope to be effective, it takes action.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's what I support those I work with in doing, taking the hope that they have for a new future and creating the action plan and supporting them, cheering them on, celebrating them as they go through that.
0: I love that. I love that. So let me ask you my final question that I ask all the women I interview. What makes you a yes I can woman?
1: Oh, because I don't stop.
0: <laughs> the
1: only failure is quitting. Mm-hmm. And I just keep going. I may need a break every now and again. <laughs> but I keep going
0: right right a break a slight shift but not giving up and quitting like you said i I love that the only failure yeah is when we quit We just stop sherry thank you so much for joining us today i appreciate you being on the call sharing your experiences sharing your story with the with the listeners to help them understand that you know no matter what you're facing and and financially where things stand for you whether you have really been impacted in a severe way or whether it's minor that there's ways around it that we can work through this um sherry can help you and and there is hope as we've mentioned there Mm -hmm. is always hope and a light at the end of the tunnel sherry thanks again for being here much appreciated (laughs) thank you so much it's been a delight absolutely and we will see all of you on our next episode of yes i can living until then be sure you hop on over to the website and subscribe for our next edition of the magazine Yes, I can not to mention the new Yes, I can women community and our brand new app. Until then, we will see you and have a wonderful day. Bye bye.